rapper. This is a straight parody. Shout out to class of 2017. This one for us. <clears throat> I'm kidding, by the way. Cap off. Fuck it, cap off. Down off. Fuck it, down off. Cap off. Fuck it, cap off. Down off. Fuck it, down off. Five years. S-S-I-U didn't think I could make it, but look what God can do. May 13th, I'm getting a degree. I'm across that stage and say, Mama, look at me. <laughs> Haters mad. Said I wouldn't make it, but I got my degree and now they can't take it. But I ain't mad. You know it's all love. Shout out to my parents and God above. Cause cap off. Fuck it, cap off. Gown off. Fuck it, gown off. May 13th, cap off. Fuck it, cap off. Gown off. Yo, this your boy Chris J. You listen to another episode of No Chill on the Podcast. This will be special number 10. Woo, I made it. We made it. Once again, I got my special lady, my special friend, my fiance. My special friend. Special little friend. Right. Special friend. Yeah, okay, uncle. Chill, chill. <laughs> Talk about special friends. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, got, I always got my fiance on here with me. Hey, y'all, what's cracking? All right, and we got a very distinguished, very mm-hmm. special guest on the podcast. Oh, Lord, distinguished. So, I, know. I know, I know, right? Well, this person inadvertently connected Christian and I on our journey to finding one another so yeah you're distinguished and i still and all these years later and i still can't find love on twitter but (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm gonna just you know i'm gonna let god do what he wants to do in my romantic life because obviously i'm doing something wrong (laughs) but that's that's another story (laughs) But we got Kia on here, though. So Everybody's go. favorite auntie. Favorite auntie. Everybody's favorite auntie. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, I'm Kia. It's so nice to be able to be a guest on the No Chill podcast where things get real. Problematic so at times, too. I mean, I think everything is problematic. Um... Nothing is perfect. Nothing is going to be straight and narrow. So a lot of things are often problematic. Depending, you know, depending on, you know, what your standards for problematic are. That is well. I agree with that. And like Kenny said, anything that involves me is kind of problematic, I guess. I mean, you just a man with an opinion who going to tell his opinion. Exactly. Whether no you matter agree what. or disagree. No matter what. <laughs> Whether I talk about Jesus, oh, it's problematic. Whether I try to defend women's rights, it's problematic. Whatever I do is problematic. It, but it's life, though. Problematic is life. It's where it will it be is. life. It is. I mean, hey. All right. Hey. So, we got Kia on the show. And so much to discuss so much to discuss i but think we should start with your blog post 
Oh, yeah, since we did bring that up, my problematic <laughs> blog post, Once Upon a Time, that... I just want to say that when I first read it many years ago, I was just like, oh, I really like this. He's dope. But when I reread it, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, what the hell was I talking about? What the hell was he talking about? <laughs> I was a head-ass. I mean, you know... I just think the journey to being quote unquote woke, you're going to say a lot of problematic things. And then y'all have to think about it. Like how we grew up, like we're unlearning uh, like year, like 10 years plus of, you know, just toxic, just toxic things, like things that are passed off as normal, but really, you know, they're our favorite word of the day, problematic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, often men, um, men, misogyny you know nobody no man is really ever taught what misogyny is and how it's wrong to for a man to tell other women how to be a woman you know or you know placing standards you know this thing that that way of thinking has been going on since literally the beginning of time um so it's good let's let like i said let's thank god for growth um chris are you gonna read Listening, are you gonna? Are you gonna read the I'm not gonna read this. If I read this, <laughs> let me see. It's gonna be hell on earth. It's gonna bring uh sponsors. I definitely know that, but it's gonna bring problems. I'm gonna be called a cis hetero problematic, uh hetero black <laughs> male on Twitter, who and they're gonna sit there and question me and Kenny's uh marriage and everything I like now. And then me, I have to think about it. You wrote this what three years ago? Yeah, like three, four years ago, yep. <laughs> three, four years ago. And I was, and what was that, 2012? So, yeah, 2012 <laughs> was a year of, literally my year of growth at that. And it's just so many. Yeah, Kenny's looking at it right now. So, like, she'll <laughs> sit there and point out some of the head-ass he things. He said, females, close your <laughs> legs and open your heads. <laughs> <laughs> I was a whole ten head-ass. <laughs> I was a whole test. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing, baby? He said, I'm just saying, oh, ladies, my. get it together. Black women are almost a joke now. What was Damn. I saying? <laughs> if I said this today, I would be steamrolled <laughs> to hell on social media <laughs> if I said any of these things. Oh, my God. This is the type of stuff, like... Whenever I become famous, when I make it, they're going to sit and I just, and they just find the stuff. It's going to be like, yo, yo, check it out. He used to say this and that. I'm like, yo, that was like 45 years ago. You guys Damn. are breaking up. Oh, we are? Oh, dang. Can you hear? Yeah. Can you hear? Clear? Clear? Okay, now I can. All right, cool. But yeah, yeah this type of okay. stuff that, you know, Twitter dig up when you like pop yeah. in and all of that and be like, yo, check it out. He was problematic as hell, though. Check it out. I'm like, yo, chill. Chill, please, for the culture. I don't want to. I literally, this it got to be deleted for life. It got to be deleted for life. Right. I mean, as long. I mean, it's great that you recognize. This is how you know you've grown as a man and as a person and as an intellect as well. Because for you to write something like that <laughs> so many years ago, and then just how you think now, it's such a difference. So 
it kind of makes me question, you know, I've written some many and plenty of problematic things, you know, specifically pertaining to women, you know, just because even as a woman, I can perpetuate misogyny as well. So when you, um, you have to just like give yourself room to grow. Like, and I, I wish, you know, the internet, you know, specifically Twitter wasn't like, you know, so vicious because they literally will find something from a billion years ago and be like, oh, is this how you think? No, no. Like, I was in my early 20s when I wrote this. Now I got some years and some age and some experience on me, and I don't think that way anymore. And, you know, you just got to get to a point where you don't have to explain yourself to anybody as far as how you think and what you used to think. That's true. No lies are told right there. That's very true. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm really amazed. I really did write that. <laughs> it's just it's comical. I I I am about to pull it up because. Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah, Kia has it all. This was on her blog, so she mm-hmm. has it all. Oh, it's like, still on there. It's definitely still on there. A call deleted. about so, so like what what type of headspace were you in like when you wrote that? Let's see. I was just going. I was going through the breakup of hell. Like, I call 2012 uh-huh. my growth year and also my hell year. Every, literally, if you, when you, and at the same time, it was just like, all right, my ex did me wrong. And then at the same time, I'm trying to grow, get over this heartbreak, while at the same time, paying attention to, like, oh, this is what I want in a woman. Wop the bam. Growing in God at the same time. So it was, and at the same time, being young and dumb as hell. I think, well, you I asked 20. in all caps. You said what? <laughs> Probably like 21, because you're 24 now. So. Yeah. So and this came out. This came out in 2014. You said, where are the black women who want to be respected? Who want oh, to be leaders? Make impact. Make these new niggas, as I like to call them, be men. Damn. Many black women have given in to this culture of ratchetness. And you had some bullet points. You said degrading themselves, excessive partying, drinking, and smoking, having a bunch of sex, looking for love in all the wrong places, over being becoming respectable, ideal, beautiful inside, not just outside, black women. He said, y'all have, are you related to, like, David Bat? Were you related to, like, David Bat or something? Like, my lord. You said, y'all have no morals anymore. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Black women revolutionaries are probably shaking their heads and rolling in their graves at behavior Damn, many so black w- ladies show nowadays. The racist culture, this love over <laughs> Mentality, the more partying than learning. Baby mama's over being wives. Not wifey, but a wife. Et cetera, et cetera. It's literally scary. I'm dead. Oh, my God. And then he put a meme in here. Come on, ladies. We got to be ready for the twerk competition tomorrow. I put, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm man. Done. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm so done. dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> And this led to me and Kenny's relationship. This did. What the fuck? Wow. What was your head? What was your head? Oh, my God. And then you arguing with people in the comments. I was. I remember that. I was what like, what? Yes, oh, my God. Somebody commented and called somebody a whole thought. A thought. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, wow, this I'm really so sparked dead. some controversy back in the day. I'm so dead. So dead. <laughs> Lord, I, a part of me kind of wished that you would have even like dropped it in 2017. They oh probably would have been trying to shut my blog down. They oh killed, my God. You, I'm gee, so dead. If, if this was posted now, you would literally be thrown through the th uh, thresher with me. They'd be like, um, for one, you put them on here. I didn't remember the meme. <laughs> I didn't, Come on, I ladies, okay. let's get ready for the twerk <laughs> <laughs> kind of head ass thing was <laughs> Where'd you find that? I'm Probably Instagram. Say. Okay, let's see. Three years ago, where was my head at? Where I was you just found like, this attractive. You know what? <laughs> I was was I with my ex or were we going to like? Because Ken knows my ex too. Ken knows. Um, what was his name? Jeremiah. What was his Twitter? Okay, you probably can't say his Twitter name. Never mind. That's me. Um, it's like he, he fell off the face of the earth. Well, I played a role in that. <laughs> I definitely played a role in that. How you feel that y'all I mean, I saw him. <laughs> hey, it was Jeremiah, so if you're out there listening, um, <laughs> never mind. That's no, crazy. don't do that because literally, he's no, gonna... the weird thing is like. In the beginning of me and Christian's relationship, I saw him a couple times, and Christian even saw him a couple times, but I hadn't seen him for a long time, like, we've been together three years, and then, like, the month after we got engaged, I saw him, because he came up to my job, like, because we were having an event, yeah, that's when ESPN came up to the Y, um, to film that, film that episode of First Take, and... And uh, he works, I guess he worked or works for a security company. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I saw him walk in the door, I said, fuck. <laughs> and then he was just like, it was just very awkward. He was like, congrats on the engagement. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> but then I have to remember that we have a couple mutual friends. Um but yeah, he got a baby now and stuff. My stepdad actually saw him like a month ago, um, standing out selling loose squares. You what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you nah, destroy folks. Oh, nah, I was about to say, you destroy folks. Oh, nah, he dad. asked like somebody that my stepdad was with asked for a lighter, and he was like, "Nah, man, I don't have a lighter." But yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah at folks. But I think we, I don't know, I think we were going through one of our on-again, off-again phases, and then I read your article, and I was just like, yeah, I like the way this guy thinks. Damn. And then I followed you on Twitter. Yeah, and then stalk me, and then, <laughs> you, and then you love to say that. I did not stalk you. Trap me. I did not trap you. All the above. No, <laughs> negative. That did not happen. Just because I was very strategic in the way <laughs> that I, I found myself intrigued by you. I wanted to see what you were about, but I didn't want to be that person that was all up in your DMs. I've told this story before. I don't know why you like to say that I trapped you because I did not. It just sounds nice. To who? To me. Because I feel at the end of the day how I view it, you trapped me. Okay. And you stuck now. You don't want to go away. Damn, Skippy, I don't. I put a ring on that. 
<laughs> but at the end of the day, shout out to Kia though, because you definitely played a role in my growth and introducing me to misogynistic, <laughs> cis hetero, black, problematic male ways. Because when once Kia started going through her like when Kia was like a serious, headstrong feminist, she did some pulling up, and it was lethal. <laughs> it was I lethal. Did. Like I was like she uh used me an example on one blog post, and I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I was like, dang. You know, I know I was wrong as hell when I was like, dang. If I'm being used as what an example, I forgot what I said. It was, it was, I I forgot what I said. All I know is I'm like, I'm doomed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doomed if somebody remembers that tweet because breaking tweet, up. I, I said I'm doomed if I uh. If, You're still if, breaking up. Oh, I don't know. Hey, yo, f you uh AT and T. Get step y'all internet up or else. Anyway. I know. I get myself a mic. No, it's not the mic because this mic has been doing me good for years. But, well, not years, but past year. Might be time for a new one, though. If anybody wants to donate for a new mic for No Chill on the Podcast, we'll respect that at the end of the day. <laughs> but, but, yeah, at the end of the day, shout out to Kia, though. You played a role in it. You did. It makes me cry at the end of the day. You played a role in my growth. You said it make you cry. Yeah, you played a role in my growth as not being a, uh, a being less of a misogynistic, problematic, black, hetero, cis male. <laughs> you, got, you got to say the whole thing. Like, if you say the whole thing, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. Okay. But, moving on, let's talk about y- y- the Joe Budden versus Lil Yachty uh, interview argument debate where being happy is wrong. Why are you happy? <laughs> you guys are breaking up. Damn. Why are we breaking up? Lord, see, the I devil think... is a lie. But uh, it's nothing wrong with being happy. Going to, uh, if you like Joe Budden and everybody, it's okay to be happy. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But what's your thoughts on that whole walk the bam now? Um, so I had to go and watch the interview in full because, um, you know, Twitter only shows you bits and pieces. But I think um, Little Yachty, aside... People have to understand, you know, what type of generation that they're in, that we are in, and what these new kids, you know, at such a young age, like, value. And while age does not necessarily determine maturity or immaturity, we have to realize that Lil Yachty is 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So, why do we expect a 19-year-old, or anybody for that matter, to know exactly what it is that they want to do in life and and how they're going to get it and how they want to do it? So, if success to Lil Yachty is not being able to go to school and flip burgers at McDonald's anymore, well, then that's his definition and his version of success. However, I don't feel like Joe Joe Budden was wrong. Um, His delivery may have been a little bit too hostile and just, you know, over the top. Oh, over the top and just honestly doing the most. But he wasn't wrong. Like, he... But... Come on now, like Lil Yachty, do we think Lil Yachty is going to be around for 10 years from now? You know, still make, still relevant in the industry. He's he's aligning himself with what the trend in music is, you know. You got your hardcore rappers, you know, your lyricists, you know. So many different genres of, you know, hip-hop and music. And it's okay, it's okay for hip-hop music to be multifaceted. People think that oh unless it's you know straight bars and you know 
stuff that makes you think, then it's not good music. And sometimes you just want to dance. It's okay to want to dance. It's okay to want to be happy. Nobody wants to hear, you know, the struggle all the time. Like, those stories deserve to be told, but we are we should also be allowed to express joy and corny shit in hip-hop music as well. I mean, it is what it is. However, like I said, Joe Budden was not wrong. Um, he needs to know, like, what are you signing a, a piece yeah. of paper on? Like, you need to know. You need to be aware of these things in the music industry. You know, you, you know all these documentaries, um, or uh, not even documentaries, just these life, these um, life, life movies about these celebrities. Like, why is it about music groups in particular? Why is it that every time a little black kid gets rich off some music, they don't know what the hell that they signing? Well, they money getting gypped. TLC. TLC got gypped. Uh, uh, New Edition in them got gypped. Uh, the heartbeat, the five heartbeats got gypped. Well, I don't even think that was a real group, but still, everybody. We honor them like they are, though. We honor exactly. them like they are. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, like everybody got gypped because they are they are not aware of this shit that's happening in the music industry. Like, so you need to be abreast and you need to be aware. Like, understand what a 360 deal is and understand you know who's paying for what and you know understand you know these endorsements and how much return on investment that you're supposed to get and that's his sole responsibility because i mean you could pay somebody to do that for you but again Mm -hmm. people on the payroll will steal from you and take advantage of your ignorance and Mm -hmm. with this being the age of information that is literally at our fingertips like you don't necessarily have to get a degree in entertainment law anything like that but just you know, ask the right questions and Google the right things and just know about your situation. Like, because this style, this popular style of, you know, Lil Yachty music is here today, but who says it's going to be here tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So how are you going to continue to generate revenue? But again, it's nothing wrong with being wanting to be happy, but also you want to, you want to know, you want to know how you get money. Here you point like you want to, you want to know, Who's controlling your business? Period. Point blank. Joe Budden. I can't name you a Joe Budden song. To be honest, I don't know. Pump, pump it up. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know who made him. You know, the old wise one of the industry. But oh, wow. you, But he should be. He should be. You know. Sometimes don't shoot the messenger. You know. You know. He um. He didn't been in the industry for a while, so he should know. You know, not being aware, you know, you're not gonna always make music. Like when the last time Joe Budden had a hit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Name me your top five Joe Budden songs and go. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. you can't. So, you know, he knows, you know, at a point in time when if you popping, you popping. But once you're not done popping, then what? Now Joe Budden is a, a Twitter image. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what he's Basically. known for is the Twitter image and pump it up. That's literally who he is and being on Love and Hip Hop on uh on New York for a season or two, I believe. Mm. That's literally what he's known for is literally that. Uh, and probably after this episode, he's going to block me. <laughs> I can't wait. I need to get blocked by Joe Budden <laughs> to solidify my Twitter status. <laughs> I got to. Did you, block, did you get blocked by Joe Budden yet, Ken? No. Dang, you're not there yet. No. Like I said, I gotta get there. That's that's the goal. Probably after this episode, he'll block me. I, I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, you didn't tell absolutely no lies at yeah. all. Like no lies was told, because 
literally, like, I don't have no problem with uh, what Budden said, like, industry-wise, because mm-hmm. he's been in the game since, what, mid-2000s? Mm-hmm. Mid-2000s, so yeah. So literally, he understands, and his hate, and at the same time, he ha- his hate for uh, big uh, music labels is not a problem at all, because, like, mm-hmm. we can't mention in Capital, like, literally, he understands, and the only other person people probably respect if they if who said the exact same thing and probably want to shoot the messenger was if Lupe Fiasco said the exact same thing because Lupe goes mm-hmm. on rants about mm-hmm. Atlantic rap records mm-hmm. at least twice a week on Twitter mm-hmm. so, <laughs> and he literally just throws out albums just so he can get out that Atlantic deal. I don't I res, I hate the fact because Lil Key's dropping mid albums and destroying his once legendary discography, but hey, that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. another conversation to sell. But I didn't have no problem with what uh, Joe Budden uh, said about the 360 deals and mm-hmm. not knowing where your money's going. Because, gee, you got to know. Yeah. You have to know. Like, I understand, like, gee, it was the heat of the moment type thing. You pro- you wasn't expecting to be popping like that because you was 19, flipping burgers at McDonald's. You was uh, in the college dorm room. And at the same time, you was thinking like a 19-year-old. I'm broke. I'm eating ramen noodles. These girls mm-hmm. not looking at me because I'm a weirdo, stuff like that. And then once the money, and then once you get popping, and the mo- and you about to get big money, it's like, oh hell yeah, shoot, yeah, let me sign this deal real quick. I don't know what it is, I don't know what it means, and stuff like that. I mean, I have a decent lawyer who's gonna look out for me, but he took that chance, and at least right now it seems it's working out well for him right now. Like mm-hmm. he, like he's getting. Target. He has a literally a target jingle. He he has a target jingle. Right. You know. I don't know how you did that, but you got a whole target jingle. You got a commercial on Sprite with LeBron James. So and like I'm not the. I don't. I don't think the only time I, the first time I ever heard a Yachty song was Broccoli. Same. I was literally. I'm like, oh, this verse. He's, this dude is not actually that bad. Like he could actually he could spit if he wants to. And all mm-hmm. of that, like he's young, and so like you said, though we don't know where he's gonna be ten years from now. He's nineteen. A lot we don't of, know where he's gonna be. 10 exactly, years from now. he really don't. But he he's don't he's making the best of it right now, which is get get as much money as you can, pay off pay off your studio out the band with the label because they throw you that money and, and they don't tell you they want that money back. Which but he, what you said, he did plan it smart, and just do what you gotta do. Make sure you just use Capital for Publishing. Plain and simple. I don't know what that contract says, but try to get as try only use for publishing, and that's it. Try to get as much of your money out of it as possible. Mm-hmm. I hope this album do well. I'm not really gonna listen to it. Probably probably gonna listen to like two songs and all of that. But at the end of the day, I respect. I came out of that interview respecting the hell out of Yachty though, solely for just holding his ground. And at the same time, I think. He took a lot from it. Just f- I respect him also for just going on there and knowing mm-hmm. Joe Budden was going to yell and question his happiness and everything. <laughs> he, he had literally he knew he was getting it into, and I respect him for doing it. And at the same time, I think he took a lot out of it at the same time from just the times Budden was just yelling and screaming at him. Like it was some knowledge being dropped, and I think he took it. And I mm-hmm. hope he did. Yeah, the conversation to me was just very reminiscent of. Like when you graduate high school and you like go to a barbecue during the summertime 
and you got that one family member that pull up on you like, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Uh-oh. What's your plans? What's your plans? And he's just like, well, I don't know. I tried college. I don't really think it's for me. What do you mean? What do you mean? So, it, I mean, to me, that's just what it reminded me of. And like y'all said, he's 19. He's young. He's just like, I'm having fun right now. And the thing... The thing that kind of annoys me is everybody wants everybody to have the same mindset. Like people expect kids to think like that. Like his point about the 360, like I completely agree. You should know what the hell is in your contract. It's too much BS now. He's like, what you mean? What's a 360? I don't know what. And at first I thought he was BS or like, no, I don't know what's in my contract. But then I was like, oh, wait, he really... He really don't know. That's he really sad. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Um, but it was just like Joe Budden is who he is. And like you said, I I came out of the interview like, yeah, I really like this little yaddy kid. You know, hopefully he just has the people around him that's going to like help cultivate him and help grow him as a man while still letting him, you know, find his way. So mm. Yeah, hmm. It's gonna be interesting. Well said. Though. Well said. Well said. Yeah, to me it's just gonna be interesting just seeing where it goes from here. Like, like I say, his album's about to come out. I hope it does well. Like I say, I have Apple Music, so I'm gonna give it a listen. I might not really care for it, but he'll get a streaming listen off Christian. It's <laughs> only because I got Apple Music. And if you like it, you gonna make me listen to it. I will definitely force you to listen to it. I'm not. That's just how. Like, I will force you to listen to it. That's just how. That's just how we grow. I know. I'm going to have to hit it in the car anyway. Yep. <coughs> I ain't listen to, uh, listen to Wale album, and I learned Who about... didn't listen to Wale album? Me, I didn't. Oh, I thought you said I didn't. I did listen. I know, but I didn't even know he had an album dropping until I heard that interview. That was that was one <laughs> thing that interview, that was the biggest, that was the second biggest thing that interview introduced me was that Wale had an album dropping. Now, see, the reason I knew that Wale had an album dropping is because I follow him on Instagram. And really, I follow him on Instagram for his baby. And so I said, oh, he got an album <laughs> I haven't got through the whole thing. That's um, a bad sign. My attention span is just short. But the couple songs I've heard thus far are decent. Um, he going back to, like, his early days when he will... Inf- Nike um, boots? No, like... Uh, I don't want to like say the word. Like, about nothing those days. Like, his beats. Um, oh. His beats about his culture. Like, those mm-hmm. African um, dance beats. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. go-go music. That's what I was looking for. So, like, I heard... So, I did add one of the songs to our wedding playlist. Because <laughs> it's good. It makes you want to dance. It made me hip pro. So, I was like, yeah, I'm going to add this to the list. All right. I'll listen to it, man. I have to now. Since I got to... Yeah. I don't have no approval over it. Okay. I don't know. Wale, I haven't listened to Wale's new album. Um, I actually haven't listened to Wale in a long time, but I, I'll give his, I, I might give his new album a little listen. Um, I did hear, hear a snippet of a song. Uh, it was some song. I think it was, it was about dreams, and I really liked it, so. I'm going to probably go back and listen to that. But what I've been feeling lately is uh, Kendrick Lamar's um, new album. I've been feeling that. Yeah, yeah, literally 
damn is gonna stay in the rotation for a good minute, like especially a good minute. It's like he came out of nowhere with like all this heat, and it's kind of just like, wow, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did you have to mess him up like this? <laughs> he had to do it for the culture. He had to do it for the one to uh, make people forget that Big Sean had an album because he hates Big Sean with a passion now, and I'm all here oh. for it. Why uh, did he have Sean? What did I miss? Oh, you. Oh, this is so. So pretty much, he's been very passive aggressive. Yeah, Big Sean's been very passive aggressive towards Kendrick, kind of mm-hmm. like how uh, Drake was, and all of that to him. But Kendrick's like, nah, nah, son, I'm not going for that. Because pretty much, Big Sean is still mad about the control verse. How pretty much uh-huh. everybody talks about Kendrick's verse over, uh, over Big Sean and all of that. And at the end of the day. Kendrick took that song and called you out on your song. Like, gee, deal with it. Laugh. Feel better at the end of the day. So after that, I guess, like, with the uh, promo leading up to the album, people kept mentioning the control verse, and he just throw, like, passive-aggressive little shots at Kendrick. And I guess Kendrick was like, I'm not no hoe. Now I'm about to be passive-aggressively, very, very aggressive, but passive towards you. Mm-hmm. Humble was about him. And, like, even in little uh, ways, like, Humble was about him was, like, with the, uh, bitch be humble. Like, and they say, little bitch, little bitch. Like, how, little, like how Big Sean used to say it. It's little, it's, that, that's how I love, Kendrick's a low-key, petty person because the way he does it. So, it's like, oh, dang, like, low-key. He was low-key going at Big Sean uh, and all of that. People mm-hmm. thought it was Drake, but, no, he's been going at Big Sean lately. And all that, because like I said, I believe that Kendrick and Drake are the bestest of friends. They Love sit there, text each other, sitting there laughing and saying, oh, they, they like, oh, yeah, they want us to beef, y'all. Like, he's like, hey, we ain't going to do nothing. They send each other memes. Exactly. Talking about nice little teens and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, they probably sit there, got songs together that we probably never going to hear because people want them to diss each other. Mm. So, yeah, like, that's what, that's pretty much what's going on with that. Yeah, damn, it's a phenomenal album. Like, I've been a Kendrick fan for, like, a very long time. And Mm -hmm. I just love the fact that he keeps progressing. Like, all his albums keep progressing, and they just get better and better and better and better. And I just, I love it. Like, damn, it's just amazing to me. I still haven't, like, I read this Facebook article about how, if you listen to it backwards, it's a it's a different message. I haven't listened to it backwards yet, but I intend to. Same. But it's a really dope album. But let's move on since Kia, you are graduating. Ooh, on six uh, days. Cap off. Cap <laughs> off. Like so, you heard I was Kia giving you them bars at the beginning of the episode, just so you guys know. It's <laughs> her hit record. Cap off. Will you really? That was, that's her hit record. Wow. <laughs> it need, like, that needs to be played at all graduations. All graduations. Every single one. Or at your graduation parties. All of it got to be played nonstop for the culture. You just got to throw it in the mix. But we're going to talk about college experience. Mm-hmm. The highs, the lows. What were, like, your highlights and lowlights of your time at SIU Carbondale? Man, um... <laughs> Oh, um, let's start with the good. Um, <laughs> the good 
is that I have a very dope support system here in Carbondale. Like, very, very dope. I I love, like, all the people that I have met and I've gotten close to. I always say it's friends turn to family. Um, because, like, we literally, a lot of us, like, we literally, like, just built ourselves from the ground up and, like, latched on to each other and, like, just lifted each other up as we climbed. And um, now a lot of us, I'm, like, the youngest um, out of most of my friends. So a lot of them have went on to receive masters and PhDs and law degrees and, you know, have started their own businesses and are, like, living out their dreams and just doing, like, a lot of amazing stuff. And, you know, we're we're still, you know, we're still friends. So I am so blessed, you know, to um, just have the friend group, the different friends and the different people um, that I've met down here in my life because I truly do believe, like, we're probably going to be friends forever because I just literally cannot imagine life, you know, without them. Like, they've, they've made a lot of dark days um, in Carbondale better um so definitely that's definitely a highlight just the friends that i've made especially um after just a rocky uh a rocky first semester freshman year in carbondale where i had like no friends and i just thought i had a hard time adjusting um just to meet so many great people filled with light i'm blessed i'm honestly blessed um low light like i said i had a hard time I had a hard time just adjusting. Um, I've I, I've had mental breakdowns. I've been on academic probation. Um, I, you know, lost family members and friends. Um, I, I've just, you know, I've just I've been through a lot um, while being in college. But something that I realized about myself is, well, you know, and this is going on my graduation hat is, you know, all that matters is I didn't give up. So. You know, no matter what I may have personally been through or personally have to overcome, I just feel like all that matters is that I didn't give up. And so I would definitely say I appreciate my college experience um, here at SIU because originally I wasn't going to come here. This was not my first choice. Um, I settled, <laughs> I honestly settled on a school, but, um, I just discovered so much about myself as a woman and, you know, as a person being here. So it's nothing like, it's nothing like being a Saluki, like, <laughs> which is our school mascot, you know, uh, especially a, a black person, uh, graduating from SIU. It is truly something special. So. And it's all coming to an end in six days. So, okay. So, so I can't let it go. Everybody stop singing. Now. I know. Literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going to have the background. Everybody stopped. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? That's super dope. Like, a lot of people don't have a support system. Like, when I went to school... Mm-hmm. Um, I went to NIU, and so okay. my first semester was hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> first, I took a year off. 
Like, after I graduated, I didn't go straight to college because okay. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And right. so, and then I started... It's not a bad thing, just so you guys it, know. Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, I'm getting to that point. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know I am. And so, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I started working at a school, and I was like, okay, I think I want to teach. So, that's when I went to school. And, mm-hmm. like, I got a scholarship and everything. Um, and then, it was only a little bit of my tuition that I had to pay. And mm-hmm. so... Like, I went to school, I didn't know anybody there because my friends that I graduated with that actually went down there, they they transferred out. They went back home. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> it happens. It happens, though. It does. And so, I'm, I was down there by myself. And um, I was fortunate enough to get into um, the this dorm. It was called the Teach House because, like, everybody that was either majoring in education mm-hmm. or wanted to major in education, they lived in that house. And so that's the dorm that I was fortunate enough to get in. And so I'm like, okay, cool. But I was one of, like, three black people. And so, like the other black person one lived next door but I never saw him (laughs) I saw him the first day like okay and then the other one was one of my roommates but like she was just somebody I would never hang out with and so I felt like I was by myself and then like I was in a bad relationship so that was mentally taxing and it was just terrible. And so then, like, as I'm about to start my second semester, that's when, like, I found out that my dad hadn't paid any of my school bills. And they like, well, you got to go. So I just went back home. And, like, I ended up just going to here in Washington. But then I was like, damn, now I don't know what I want to do again because I don't think I want to teach no more. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that whole first year experience of college was just terrible and it was mainly because I didn't I felt like I didn't have anybody like my mom she was as supportive as she could be Mm -hmm. but like she didn't really understand and plus like I said I was in a bad relationship and so that also created a divide between me and my mom Mm -hmm. and it was just like I didn't feel like I had anybody around me so I'm just like well back to the drawing board and so (laughs) no for real but that's why when you say you have like a really good support system that's dope because people don't understand that when you go off to college especially it don't matter if it's five hours or hour you you're starting something completely new it's way different from high school like yeah so even, I mean, even if you, ooh, what did I do? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Okay. But I agree with you, Kenny. Um, It's so important to find community wherever you are. Like, I think one, a basic human need is just wanting the feeling of feeling like you belong somewhere. Like, nobody mm-hmm. likes ooh, to be a outcast. Nobody likes, you know, to be a other person you want community you want people you can relate to and be honest with and be vulnerable with and you know just 
grow and stuff like that. And people really do not understand, you know, just the importance of that. Like, I don't understand people who feel like, you know, they can do it alone. Like, mm-hmm. you literally mm-hmm. cannot do it alone. Like, you can try, but it's so much better when you just have, like, a team of people behind you just pushing you and encouraging you and, most importantly, holding you accountable. Yep. So, like I said, I had a lot of low, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of low points in school. But one thing I can say, um, I definitely built my community of friends and mentors um, that I know if needed, I can I can rely on them and they can rely on me back. So. I feel you. Like, from my experience at Columbia, uh, like, I wanted to go to Columbia my dad tried to send my ass to SIU. Like he had, he had a passion to send me <laughs> down there, and like I just wanted to stay. Like my heart was at Columbia, and my dad was like, "No, you going to go to SIU?" So, like for me, when I finally was able to speak up and tell him, like, "No, gee, I'm staying here, going to Columbia." I could live here, or you could send me to them pricey-ass dorms, whatever, and all that, but I'm staying here, I feel like it's for the best of me. He tried to blame it on my uh, ex at the time. Well, not my ex, but my uh, my relationship at the time, but I was like, no, like, I feel passionately best that I be here, and all of that. So, with that, he was like, oh, okay, i just let you, I'll let you go. So I was like, cool. And then, uh, so in a way, I I went into there like, okay, like my dad supported me, but I know I got to step up. So I definitely mm-hmm. get the terms of I can't be on like a little lack of support because like when my dad was trying to get me the hell out of there, he was, that was his passion to get me the hell up out of here, out the house. But, um, but like, I definitely get that. And then one of the dopest parts of Columbia was just the everybody know we're going to be struggling and all of that and just what we want to do. So, like, with me, I was a radio major, and luckily, I'm breaking like... breaking up. I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me? Woo, woo, woo. I'm set. <laughs> what? Can you hear me? Cool. Hey, Gucci. you're breaking up. God darn it. She shot the AT&T. Y'all go... Y'all gonna owe me uh, advertising money for how trash y'all internet it is, but we're gonna just push through because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be clear Hello? enough. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Technical difficulty. Now why you gotta sing? Cause it's. Oh, yeah, I heard. I heard. We can't even get in contact with my little brother down there. That's how trash I is. Oh, that sucks. I had a class with him. Fun fact. I had a class with Julius uh, this semester. Oh, God. Which class? <laughs> it was um a black exploitation class. Oh, okay. Yeah. How is he? Yeah, because I can't even get in contact with him. Kid, he is one of my groomsmen, and I can't get in contact with the little nigga. He don't got a phone? 
He do. He just don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he'll, he'll talk to my mom, my dad, even my older sister. He ignores me as if I never, like, as if I didn't go to college or something. I can help you a little, uh, little ass nigga. So, but yeah, how is he though? Like, how was that experience? He's a very smart, intelligent, intelligent young man. You and him will have a lot of uh, similarities. Like y'all favor each other, everything. But he's such a uh, he he he's such a a smart guy. Um, and that's honestly, you know, seems very knowledgeable. Um, he's a film major, so you know, I think it's cool. You know, I'm I'm proud of him too. You know, I remember. When um, he was a freshman, and you was like, "Hey, my little brother is coming to that school. You know, watch out for him." Didn't really see him because you know he hangs out. I feel like he hangs out with mostly white kids, which you would know. make a lot of sense. Which would make a lot of sense, you know, for his major and stuff like that. It's mostly white kids, but um, you know, it's just nice to see people grow and progress and become their own, their own person. Oh, I'm glad he's taking black arts classes too. Like I yeah. appreciate that. It's- Especially as a yeah. film age, I'm glad he's doing that. Yes, our our it. our film class is lit. Uh, we had a night. We had a great teacher too. So, yeah. Well, at least I could. Uh, at least I know he's okay. Because yeah. literally, he's I can good, ask He's mom. alive. He looks like he's getting fed. He's uh, not. I'm not surprised. He's not in the sun. He's not in the sunken place. Uh, <laughs> I'm still gonna flash him when I see him uh, this weekend. <laughs> when he come, literally, when I get in from work, I'm just gonna. Uh, Cause he, cause I think we pick he gets picked up Saturday, so he, mm-hmm. I was supposed to get him Friday, but he he hates freaking getting picked up, being seen. So uh, <laughs> like literally, as soon as I walk in for work, cause uh, I close that day, so I got I'm gonna pick up and be like, yo, what's up? And then flash to make sure he good. <laughs> That's gotta... why he don't talk to you. What? He talked to me. He talks the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, he do. Like, it's funny because literally we had the closest brother relationship. There's like, that was like, he in college, he think he's better than me or something. <laughs> he talks to me. He loves talking to me. I know he do, which is weird. See, Kia? Mm-hmm. Be blessed your uh, only child. <laughs> She's not an only child. I, I thought she was an only child. I- I'm not an only child. I am oh, a big sister. Kind of, oh, yeah, you do. Oh. I'm my mother's only child, but Damn. I am two little people's big sisters, which means now I have to actually, you know, have, like, actual sense because I got I got kids, you know, looking at me, and, <laughs> you know, watching everything that I do. So I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I can't uh, be out here acting a fool. But, no, I like being a big sister. It, it, was, it was an interesting transition. But the older the older I get, the more I like it. So I I, I love my siblings, Miss um, Lola and Mr. Trevor, respectively called um, the boy and the girl. The boy and the girl. <laughs> the girl and the boy. Nobody. I'm the big girl. My father calls me the big girl because I'm the oldest, the little girl, and the boy. <laughs> One thing I do want to say about the whole college journey that I don't feel like people talk about enough, and I always express this to Christian because it frustrates me, is if you don't know what you want to major in, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's perfectly good. Get them gen eds out the way. Like, and I hate, 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 hate when somebody's like, well, 
they want me to go to school, so but I don't really know what I want. So I'm just gonna go to this university and do all of this and but not know what that frustrates the hell out of me. If you don't know what you want to do, it's okay to go to like a community college and just take your generals and then because you never know like what you could from just a gen ed class that you start taking you could be like oh you know what i really like this and then you take a follow-up class to that and then you're like you know what i like this and even if you working at the time like you never know how that's going to shape your journey and i just hate the fact that um a lot of people look at people weird well look at kids weird when they say well I don't know what I want to do. And they like, no, you should do this right. or you should do I, that. I literally just, that was literally my my motivation Monday episode, I want to say last week. Like, it, it is okay week, yeah. not to know. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to know. It's so okay not to know. Like, we literally, I agree with you. We have to stop putting these expectations on people that you have to, you know, you can make plans, it's okay, but be prepared to improvise, period. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that frustrates the hell out of me. I have a friend um, that just graduated from college, and she graduated in political science. And she don't know what the hell to do with that degree, so now she's going back to major mm-hmm. in nursing. Like, okay. I mean, it's... She she's happy because you know she got the college experience, mm-hmm. but I just feel like we all should do a better job at you know just telling kids like it's okay. Yeah, I'm 23 and I just now figured out like okay this is what I really want to do, and that's okay. And you prosper without a college degree. Yeah. Definitely prosper out college. Yeah. yeah. Like, at the end of the day, some college is a good thing. Like, literally, it's okay to uh, look at the uh, job applications and click some college because they still mm-hmm. hire you anyway. And plus, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's, it's what you bring to that company more than what your college degree does most of the time. Because I literally graduated from Columbia College, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, especially in radio, like, if you graduate Columbia, oh, you you almost instantly going to get in. It's been a year. I'm still hoping Power 92 gives me uh calls me back. Oh, and I'm hoping for GCI as well. So, uh check it out. Uh so that's why I'm mainly doing this podcast do my own thug Dizzle. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to do the calling for me. And mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nothing wrong like especially at Columbia was the weirdest cuz uh, a lot of, like you think a lot of people be like, yeah, I'm going in for filming. I'm going in for uh, do music, mm-hmm. especially the music uh students. They were the main ones quick to be like, you know what? I don't like the fact they telling me how to do my music right and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They were the main ones switching majors, and they all always came to radio. Radio was like the outlet for like, okay, this is fun. So I'm gonna waste. I'm gonna uh, do thirty thousand a year and do radio because it's fun. And most of them end up finding something to do because like, and with radio was so much stuff they taught us. They taught us everything just to get into the industry. Like one thing I found out that I actually love to do mm-hmm. was voiceovers and all that. So like I could literally do like a voiceover for a cartoon if I want to. I mm-hmm. even do voiceovers for like uh, commercials as well. 
So like I have like literally a, a demo tape of just like stuff like that, and you don't like say you never know what you're gonna do with it. And I feel like that's something a lot of schools gotta do a better job of doing as well. Is just like prepping students for like every avenue mm-hmm. and stuff for what they intend to do. I feel like Columbia's radio department definitely did, did a good job on that. So I'm definitely gonna throw y'all bone on that. But it's a lot of schools that don't, or a lot of uh, schools, major departments don't do a good job. It's just mm-hmm. preparing them for like, hey, if things don't go your way, here's another lane and stuff like that. And that plays a role itself, I feel. Because a lot of people go in want to do one thing and be like, now nah, I don't know what the hell to do. Yep. And then they just like, fuck it. Just fuck it. And <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's what they do. They say, fuck it. They just there partying. <laughs> And everything wasting time. <laughs> That's what happens. They just like just go be here, party, wow. get lit. You are so cute. <laughs> That's literally how I see it sometimes. I know. It's just the way you curse. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, Spencer Buddy and all of that. <laughs> I gotta censor the hell out of it. But oh yeah. Oh, well, I'm definitely proud of you, Kia, for Yes, yeah, shout Question out to through. you. For real. Thank you. You're Thank to you. Me. I was I was just in uh I had my last counseling session um this past Thursday. I've been in counseling like consistently this school year. Um and um I was telling my counselor that I am now in a space where I can say that I'm proud of myself and actually mean it. And you know, it it I used to think that you know, I would be proud of myself, but then also think, okay, I have so much more to accomplish. Like, I can't even enjoy this moment. But now I'm in a space I can enjoy my moment because I worked hard for this moment and I deserve it. And I am just going to enjoy the right now because my my right now is, like, super lit. So I'm pretty sure, you know, my future is going to be lit as well. And I'm just taking it one day at a time. So... For those that are listening, about to graduate um, soon, or you know, about to start college, you know, just take it one day at a time. Just one day at a time, one foot forward. Yep. Don't let other people's expectations of what your college journey should be mm-hmm. dictate the way that you go, because it's it's not gonna work out that way. People gonna tell you all day long, like. This is what you need to do. When you graduate, you need to go to this school. And then you're going to major in this. And then you're going to get through it. You're going to graduate in four years. You're going to have a degree. You're going to get a job. It's not going to go like that. It's not going to go Mm -hmm. like that at all. Don't let other people's expectations dictate your life. Yep. Mm -hmm. Those be the main ones who probably barely made it themselves. Exactly. Barely made it. Like, I just wrote... Uh, in my recent blog post with your future graduates, um, before people had an opinion, you had a purpose. So mm-hmm. you're in control. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I seen it from a meme on Twitter. I had uh, seen it. I'm like, oh, I like that. But um, yeah, before people had an opinion, you definitely had a purpose. And while you know some people might mean well, at the end of the day, you're in control of your future. And Yeah, and that's just that. I agree. Most definitely, I co-sign that. I definitely co-sign that. So, moving on. Yeah. We have somebody who needs to go through the blender, and that's Miley Goddamn Cyrus. <laughs> what a little Hannah Montana. Well, I know what she did. I read that article, and I just got one thing to say. 
why are we still surprised by what these damn white women do? Oh my god. Ooh. My exact thought. This is pissing Why me off. are we surprised that she used y'all? I'm not gonna say us. <laughs> I'm gonna say she used y'all. She rolled y'all wave. She did a couple videos, a couple songs with Mike Will, and now she like, I'm sick of you niggers. I'm going back to my white roots. I don't know why y'all surprised, quite frankly. I agree with you, Kia. I don't know why. Y'all let these white women ride y'all wave, pump y'all heads up. Y'all be like, nah, she down. She cool. She good. And then y'all mad when they, like, I mean, y'all did the same thing in the election, but I digress. Dang, chill. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. Like you know, why are we why are we surprised? Like this is what they do. They mm-hmm. ride the wave, and then you know they once they get on and get off, they they move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, yes, you know, hip hop music can be very problematic, but it is not the only problematic type of music out here. Like country music ain't all peaches and creams and horseback oh. rides and picnics. Um, your pop music, your, you you know, just different types of music, you know, it's not just hip hop music, but, you know, it's a scapegoat, you know, black people, we can't do nothing right. Basically. (laughs) Pretty much. So, of course, you know, she gonna ride the wave and like, of course, they goofy asses let (laughs) us because, you know, white women are still looked at as, you know, the ultimate possession, the ultimate you know, um, ultimate level of success. Like, it's reasons why, you know, that song lyric, when he get on, he's going to leave your ass for a white girl, you know, it's sad because of how whiteness is just placed on this pedestal. So it does not surprise me that little Hannah Montana um, is now on this kick that she can't, you know, hip-hop her, she didn't have a long-lasting impact on hip-hop, and, you know, we don't miss her. We really do. You know, sometimes I just really think sometimes being a celebrity is head-ass because yep. literally anything you do is, uh, is like, made into a big deal. Don't nobody give a damn about Miley Cyrus and music and anything right. remotely for that matter. But, you know, here, I'm like, okay, sis, you know, prosper. If that's right. what you want to do. You, do you, boo-boo, but, you know, don't nobody got to be all butthurt over it, but it just goes to show you, like, culture vultures, they will latch on to us and, you know, emulate us and, you know, let us give them that added, you know, spark of cool, and then next thing you know, okay, once they're done, they're moving on, and then we sitting up here looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, hit it right on the head. Oh yeah, I'm naming the episode uh, "Being a Celebrity is a Head Ass." Thank you, Kia, for the uh, <coughs> we appreciate for the quotable. it. Thank you for the name of the episode. We definitely appreciate it. But yeah, you definitely tell no lies though. Like honestly, I'm I'm just like, yo, okay, you really did the most, and yeah, I'm like hip hop been rolling. You being ratchet as hell, like literally, it wasn't us black folk that told you or hip hop that told you to uh freaking go on uh the VMAs and act a goddamn fool. Nobody told you to get your chicken breast ass <laughs> on that stage and twerk on uh what's Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. 
Like, nobody told you to do that. Mike Wilden was not in your ear like, yeah, go ahead, do that. Nobody told you to do that. Stop stop blaming us for your dumbass decisions. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Come on, little girl. We don't want to hear none of that shit, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, like. He is not here for it. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> he is not here for it. I hate when people do that. That annoys the fuck it out do. of me. But yeah, it's just. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, did she really? I'm like, gee, for what? You're not even a percentage of what hip hop was all about. And at the end of the day, Mike will play the role in producing some of your best. Well, I would say best music, but your most commercially successful run. Let's mm-hmm. keep it G like that. Nobody told her white ass to get on that wrecking ball. Like the more I think about, it, the more I'm just like, really. She owe Mike Will for her, uh, her past three years in music. Right. She owe him a check. Shout out to Mike Will. Oh, man. my Collecting God. White, keep finessing on white people, whether they use you or not. But she's going to miss Mike Will uh, after uh, Disney says, we're not taking you back. We you not. Know. They not taking her back. Yeah. Get ready to censor this. Miley Cyrus, sit the fuck down forever. How about but, that one? And just shut up. Right. Like, Thank you. A lot of people would just shut up. <laughs> Uh, in that vein, since I'm already going off, Chris's stupid Facebook friend of the week. Okay, y'all. Uh, listen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I told y'all last week, I said every week Chris said puts another dumbass friend in our group chat. And for a minute, I thought about like going back and just pulling up old evidence until he put this person in the group chat. Now, let me just give y'all some background. This person, I know personally, Christian knows personally. I've been knowing this guy for a while. Okay? Kia probably knows him, too. He knows everybody. He knows everybody. She knows knows everybody. everybody. Listen, he is in a relationship currently, okay? But he, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But he's always flirting with my best friend, okay? Just keep that in mind. So he made a Facebook status this week that says, I've been in relationships consecutively since 19. That's five years. I think it's time to try the single life. Which, you know what, that's a very valid point. But keep in mind, like I said, this man is currently in a relationship. And so somebody commented on this status and said, I hope your girlfriend is not your Facebook friend. I would be alarmed by this post. And then mm-hmm. he responds to her and says, I considered that. This post won't live long. Now, Gerard. What? <laughs> Dang, and then she said his name too right after that. <laughs> now, it would be one thing if he was an actual, like, single man making this mm-hmm. Facebook post. Because you know what? That is a very valid point. You do need time. That's why after my last relationship, I was like, you know what? And you did the same thing, babe. You was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take this time to just, you know, get, yeah, decompress, get to know myself all over again. You know, just, you know, pray (laughs) because Lord knows I did a lot of praying. So it's just like, I understand that. But as a man in a relationship, 
Because people are commenting on this like, yeah, that's right, bro. You know, don't chase that title. You know, get to know yourself. So I'm guessing these people... Head asses. Yeah, so I'm guessing these people don't know he in a relationship. But shout out to Sylvia, whoever she is, that commented on his Facebook post and said, I hope you're not friends with your girlfriend on here. And he says, yeah, I considered that. This post won't live long. You are stupid. You are stupid, Gerard. I just want you to know, and I hope you listen to this episode, and I hope that you come to me and I could just, you know, take you under my wing and say, listen, dummy, <laughs> listen, you need to go to Jesus, you know. You just need to pray for a little bit. If you need a church home, come to Elam Christian Church, you know, get up under the word. Because that's stupid. Stop flirting with my best friend, for one, but, you know, that's a whole nother Mm-hmm. I'm just not even gonna go with that. But that's so dumb. Why? Oh, I feel bad for his girlfriend. Like I just had to pray for her after I read that stat. Don't rub my back. I just had to pray for her after I read that status. Like you know what? I feel really bad for her for having a dumbass seven foot boyfriend walking around flirting with everybody. Cause somebody commented on another one of his statuses and he like. You'll always have a chance with me. Shut the fuck up, Gerard. You know, I'm sick of your Facebook friends. Mo- I'm just going to start telling people, like, deactivate your Facebook page. I- I'm so happy Facebook added that feature where, like, you can, like, react to somebody's post. Because I've been having a whole lot of fun with that mad face, with that ha-ha face. Nick is probably going to make one of these dumbass Facebook friend segments. But, whew, Gerard... If you need somebody to pray for you, pray with you. Just know that Christian and I are here. I really want you to stop making dumb Facebook statuses. And even more so, you make these statuses because that's your mindset. And that's very unfortunate. And it's especially unfortunate because you volunteer with Big Brother. And you probably teaching your little brother this. So I really pray for the both of y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is just out of hand. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Kitty is not here for your shit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Kitty is not, she's not here for it. And you need to do better. I wish we had a, just a do better button. I agree. Do better. Whew. Okay. Now that I got that off my chest. Right. And bad. so now, um, let's see. Kia, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, you can go ahead and yeah, I was just get it looking at chest. the list. I'm like, let's just get it off my chest. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do I have to say? This has been a very interesting weekend, and I just wanted to say that people just need to be more intentional. It's just so many people just moving and interacting and just don't even know why they mess with people out of convenience and not necessarily because they want to. And it's just... I'm sorry. Okay. It's just... It's frustrating just watching... Um, just watch people be unintentional and just move without purpose and and make choices, you know, without purpose. Um, it's 
it's ugh, ugh, people just irk my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I could go more into detail, but <laughs> just well, let like, me let me ask you this because okay. I, I feel like this might spark something in you. Uh oh. <laughs> are you tired of people asking you? So what are your plans? Are yes, you I am. <laughs> I'm very tired of that. I'm very we tired. Are. And, yeah, I know that's, like, something I'm very tired. But I'm just, I'm speaking on, like, just men and relations and relations. Like, there's no, like, just people just do shit. And it's just, like, why are you, who raised these people? This is a circus show. It's a circus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a circus. Like that, I'm so. You guys are so lucky to have each other because this dating world out here is a shit show. It's a circus. It's yeah. it's a joke. <laughs> and and sometimes I am the joke. Sometimes I am the starring act in the circus because mm-hmm. people clown. We clown out here. It's it's. Oh, you guys are so lucky too. Be getting engaged and not have to deal with this. Like, would y'all not say y'all would, but like, y'all, do y'all want to know what dating is like in 2017? No. It's worse. It's, <laughs> it's trash. It's trash. I already know it's trash. I hear it on a daily basis from friends. Kenny's friends deal with it mm-hmm. on a daily. Well, we I won't say we hear it, but they deal with it. So we hear. And it's just, I just look back and I'm like, dang, I'm glad we found each other when we did, cuz. Woo wee. But, you know, I will say that, you know, even when you go through these situations where you feel like relationships in your relationship life is a joke, all things work together for the good. And so... Okay, 828. Look, I think... Am I right? It's just like when you get through this and when you do find your mate, when you do find that person, you gonna, you're going to be able to just like talk about this with him and laugh. You're going to be able to be like, man, I went through this shit. And you know what, God? Thank you that I made it. And you're going to be able to share it with that person and you know live a lifetime with that person so i mean i know it's very frustrating right now and this is what like i share with my friends it's going to be worth it and i know that some people look at me and be like well you can say that because you engaged and about to be married in 89 days but (laughs) but Right. But the thing is, like, y'all, I didn't been through some shit. Like, I did not think that I would be alive today. I did not think that, you know, even if I was alive, I didn't think I would be in my right mind. I didn't think that I would even want to be married. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, I tell people, like, you really can make it. You will make it. And you will, you know, meet that person, and it's it's gonna make it all worth it. It's gonna it's gonna be amazing, and you know, it's hard, but you know, you just have to trust the process. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Everyone's Trust the process in all things, but that's what I have to say. It's just a, it's a circus, but, you know, it just forces me to be a little more, more cognizant of mm-hmm. protecting my energy and, you know, just patient, continue to, like, patiently wait. Uh, so yeah. I didn't find love in Carbondale, you know, kind of glad I didn't know because, like I said, everybody, I don't like to generalize, but it's a lot of cloud activity. Yeah, I wouldn't part. be surprised. Right, like <laughs> you said, in a world full of lollipops, it's hard to stay sucker free. Sucker free, yes. It's hard. <laughs> you never know. Like, you don't know where God has placed your intended. So, mm-hmm. you just got to be patient and let God play let a major God role. And let the Holy way. Spirit be like, the old <laughs> little detective, like, no, nah, that's a head ass. No, nah, that's a goofy. <laughs> Don't even, mm-hmm. don't even say hey to that guy. And all that. <laughs> that's just how you got to be. Because that's how it was for me uh, before I even met Kenny. Like, once I started. Cause, like, that's why I, you wrote that post. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that, yep. That's right. why I wrote that post. And it all comes back to yep, it. It literally it always comes back to that post. But literally, once I started getting myself back in the field and all of that. How about back in the field? That, literally, because after, like, after I broke my ex, I did not talked to a woman for a year at all like mm-hmm. it was literally i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of that because i was i just had to well, get myself together spiritually and everything mm-hmm. and then when i started looking i was like god dang it there's not a lot of nice options out here in the field mm-hmm. and all of that which led to that sour pose <laughs> and all of that but what we're not going back there like the <laughs> we're not Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, literally, I'm. Oh my god. But um, but yeah, I just like, and then even before I met Kenny, and I was like, it was a few people I was just talking to casually, and all of that. It was just like, damn, it was really not a lot out here. It's kind of trash, and all of that. But then guy was like, hey, I got you, B. Stay patient. Stay patient. Leave that chick alone. Leave that chick alone. Then I was like, yo, Kenny jumped, and then me and Kenny jumped in each other's DMs. Got a little filthy in there. Next thing, I'm just just playing. Lies you tell. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But yeah, we uh, jumped to them DMs, and it was like, hey. Guy was like, hey, there you go. Because I will say, it's plenty of times where Christian and I could have met each other before we actually did. Literally. And, like, in the beginning of our relationship, I'm just like, well, dang, why couldn't I have met him back then when we were in high school? Because we could have met a dozen times in high school. Why couldn't I have met him back then? And then, like, it would have saved me so much shit. But I realized, like... I had to go through things, like back then, I, people think I'm intense now, like in high school when I was really trying to figure out who the hell I am, I was very intense, and so I just feel like Kristen and I would have clashed so bad back then, mm-hmm. like it would have been terrible, and the, so... God knew what he was doing. Basically. At the end of the day, God knew what he was doing. <laughs> because I was in a relationship where I could, like, the times I could have met and I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And 
I would have snatched you out there. You would, yeah, she would have definitely probably, I would have been in trouble because she would have probably got me up out of there. Uh, literally, I would have probably did something. I had that mindset back then, like. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I would say I was a pushover, but at the same time, I was like, yo. You was I, a pushover, babe, just say it. It's I was okay. kind of a pushover. I was kind of a pushover as a, because I just wanted to be faithful and did whatever I could have allowed that so, and all of that, but at the same time, I was kind of a pushover. So it was just like, dang, Kenny would have ran over me, and then once, mm-hmm. you know, never know. So God knew what he was doing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. He mm-hmm. was preparing us. So best I could say is just like, God is prepping you through your singleness for mm-hmm. that special little fella. You never know when he's going to pop up on Twitter, he pop up friend, on Instagram, and all of that. I don't think he wants to be another short guy. I, I When I it. say little friend, I don't mean short. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know Kia's, uh... I mean, her husband out. might be short. He might be four or five. Well, I mean... Damn. That's a midget. I mean... <laughs> okay, 4'11". 4'11". Damn. So, literally, she's going to be taller than folks. <laughs> every way five. You never know. <laughs> but, uh... You don't want to say a little fella. Oh, I did? <laughs> yes. I you said that. Oh. I said little friend. You said little fella. I'm surprised I said the word fella. <laughs> weird but anyway but yeah just god got you in due time happens for a reason absolutely in due time god got you he won't leave you nor forsake you and then before so that much i am you know i am confident about god always come through to come through he probably just waiting on me to you know continue to work on myself because there are some things that i need to work on then um he'll be like all right this your husband Right. Exactly. Literally, that's that's how it's gonna happen. That like literally, once you be, do your little piece of obedience, God's gonna toss you that alley you, and then you just gonna jump up and dunk that up. Unless you like me and you like, nah, not this nigga. <laughs> and then, You're like, wait a minute, I don't know. I told you, I met my husband already. Exactly. Because Christian was like. I just want you to know we're getting married. I said, boy, I don't even know you, first of all. I don't even know if I like you. If I like you, I don't know if, you know, because I have a very short attention span, so I don't know if you're going to be able to hold my interest. So <laughs> he like, okay, we're going to see. And, and I, I look at me. And I won. <laughs> and once again, I won. Okay. Anyway, do you have somebody that's taking a seat this week? Yes. It was, I have two options. Mm-hmm. One, we're going to the, uh, the little jackass who made that black woman our trash sweatshirt that went viral on Twitter. Wait, somebody made a shirt that said black women are trash? Yes. yes. And don't worry because every black woman got on that and now it's taken down. Yeah. They, so it's shout it's out to now. us. But literally some little jackass. Thought it was a cute idea to make a shirt that said "Black women are trash," which led to the inevitable "Black woman versus black man" war on Twitter. But that's that's staying there uh, a, a bi daily thing now. But literally, I'm like, gee, if kiss my ass, G. Literally, take a seat for that. I'm not even gonna give you the enough attention. Number two. If anything, I feel bad for that person because they haven't met a black woman. Clearly. Exactly. <laughs> You probably met some uh, white lady with uh, 
tan, with a tan, tan or skin. something. Tan skin or something. Or black face or something. That's what that, you did to me, though. A black woman. The premium. Black women are the premium, the standard, my G. So, yeah. So, you kiss my ass and take a seat for that, bro, bro. No, you're I not even a bro. I take that. that back. You're not a bro. I'm glad I didn't hear about it. I, I just hate, you know, the black men, black women wars that happen on Twitter because I was just thinking, you know, I although, you know, that shirt is wrong, how, I wonder what the same reaction be if some a black woman came out with a shirt that said black women are, black men are trash, you know. I'll you know buy how that many, shirt, honestly. Like, I'll buy one. <laughs> you, you would, like, buy that? And I don't know. Just that connotation, like, you know, I feel like both sides of the spectrum can be very uh, problematic. But, I don't know, people are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We've some weird times. <clears throat> Extremely. We we overgeneralize a lot. Mm-hmm. We yeah. overgeneralize a lot. Exactly, and it's sad, and social media just overdoes it. Which Every is time. Part. Every time. Every time. Why I'm slowly but surely start. I actually hate it. If I didn't have a blog, I wouldn't have social media. <laughs> I understand. It just, at this point, it's entertaining as hell for me. It's just super entertaining with social media. Like, I just love it. I love it, but at the same time, I hate it. So, number two taking a seat is LaVal Goddamn Ball. Like, so I've been waiting to get this motherfucker a seat for a minute. And But at the same time, he hasn't done nothing that really, like, pissed me off. Or, mm-hmm. I would, or I would say take a seat worthy and all that. It's just like he's just being a, a head-ass uh, black father pretty much, which is not a bad thing, but it's just like, okay. But, gee, you're charging goddamn $500 for a shoe that is literally a copy of a Nike shoe of the Kobe's, I think, yeah, the Kobe 9s, literally a carbon copy of the Kobe 9s for $500. When those when the Kobe's themselves, I think only run for like one sixty probably, probably less than that because most of Nike's basketball shoes really not that expensive, but LeBron's. But literally, G, kiss my ass, bro. Literally, you got a five hundred dollar shoe. It don't look that nice, and then at the same time, you talking about then you go on Twitter talking about if you can't get my shoe, you're not a big baller. And f you, G. This shoe is only gonna be bought by the white little white kids with uh who mamas don't guilt about anything and Asian kids who are sneakerheads. Those are the only ones you're gonna see with that shoe. If I see a black dude with that shoe, I'm taking it off of I'm whooping his ass, taking the shoe and slapping him <laughs> with the damn shoe itself. Literally, for when you spent five hundred dollars on a shoe that isn't that nice. Like I understand if you paid resale for some Yeezys or something or some uh limited edition Jordans that's different. But you spent five hundred dollars in a not that great looking basketball shoe that looks like a payless version of Kobe's. That's just my main issue. And Levar kissed my ass. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and also the uh, the one thousand white boys and Asians who bought the shoe, y'all can uh, take a seat as well and kiss my ass as well. So that is your take a seat segment with your boy Chris J. <laughs> Well, thank you, Chris J. For right, thank you for that. Chris J. is also not here for y'all shit. I'm not. I'm totally not. The Jeffersons collectively are not here for y'all shit, so y'all need to like do better. Damn right. Just please. That's all I ask people: just do better. Plain and simple. Just do better. Be wiser. Plain and simple. That's all I ask for. 
Because I don't like giving people, telling people to take a seat. I'm pretty yes, sure. Do. I do. <laughs> but Kitty at the same time don't like slandering my Facebook friend. But she do. But <laughs> it has to be done because we want people to do better. We want you to look at yourselves in the mirror and be like, dang, Christian told me to take a seat because I was being a head ass. Dang, Kitty uh, said I'm a Christian stupid uh, Facebook friend. I need to do better in life and be one of Christian's favorite Facebook friends. And quite frankly, you know, you're not on this journey alone. We all can do better. We can all do better. Let's all just build a support system. If us telling you that you did something stupid sparks a flame in you, then come to us, you know, and we can build a dialogue. We can build a community. We can mm-hmm. all go to church. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to go to church, then, you know, I mean, that's just something else you're going to have to deal with. But, you know, we're not telling you you're stupid just for the hell of it. You know, we all say stupid stuff. As you heard at the beginning of the episode, Christian says some stupid stuff. <laughs> and Tom Hop shows me every day that I have said stupid stuff. It's just somebody at some point has pulled up on me and I've been like, you know what? Let me get my stuff together. We all say stupid stuff. We all have fallen short. But let's all stand up together again. Get back up again. You know what I'm saying? That's and that is, hey, we're going to end the show on that note pretty much. Any shout outs you want to give kids, social media, walk the bands, any of that? Out to everybody who supports me. Um, you guys, I will be pubbing when this drops. I will be pubbing this, of course. So, you know, shout out to Chris J and Miss Kenny for inviting me on to, you know, talk to you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, y'all can follow me on social medias at Kia Smith Wright. That's K I A S M I C H W R I T E S. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, visit my blog, visit my website, kidsmithwrites.com. Thanks for having me, you guys. I really appreciate it. I really had fun. And remember, guys, do better. (laughs) That's the moral. Do better and all of that. Do better. And feel free to follow your boy Chris J on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J for a lot of problematic, fun, funny things, things. Uh, things that's often tweeted. Part of it is me. A lot of stuff I just retweeted at the same time. <laughs> also, make sure you subscribe to the SoundCloud page. Mm-hmm. No chill on the mic. That's the brand. No chill on the mic. Make sure you subscribe, like everything. Appreciate it. Same time, follow me on Instagram. Deep, uh, deep underscore Chris underscore J. Kenny. And y'all can follow me on Twitter. Somebody pointed out that every week I say I'm going to tweet more. And I just would like to also point out that I did send out a couple of tweets this week. So I am progressing. So follow me on Twitter, VKennyG, T-H-E-E-K-E-N-N-E-G. And if you get in them DMs, I'm kicking your ass. Nobody's too. getting in my DMs. I will get ass on site. Nobody. On site. <laughs> you got to get my permission to message her. Mail in woman. Uh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Kia, for coming on and sharing yeah. you. all your knowledge and insight and nuggets that you've learned thus far. Um, shout out to everybody that listens to us and shares 
um, the podcast. Peace and love, y'all. Bye.